The Mortgage Calculator, your favorite non-QM lender with over 5,000 unique loan products. Welcome, everyone. My name is Kyle Hershey. I'm the COO of The Mortgage Calculator, joined here by our president, Nick Hershey, and our sales manager, Jose Gonzalez. We are a correspondent lender that specializes in non-QM loans. And what we do every morning on this show is go through the actual live mortgage rates for a few different programs. And then we do a deep dive into a different topic every day. Today's topic is going to be HELOC combo loans. So home equity lines of credit in combination with a traditional mortgage of some kind. So our sales manager, Jose Gonzalez, with 27 years of experience as a loan officer and a realtor, will get more into that here later. But before we do that, we'll do what we do every morning, which is pull up our pricing tool and go through the live mortgage rates for today. So Nick, if you're ready, let's go ahead and pull up the pricing tool and see what the market is looking like this morning. All right. Let me switch my screens. And we'll get started. So this is our pricing tool for our team of mortgage professionals. This will show us the general rates for today, August 16th, just after 11 a.m. All of our general program rates are live. Uh, This will show us the rates and the APR, including all the fees. If you'd like a full breakdown, a loan estimate with all of the fees itemized, please get with one of our team members. We have over 300 licensed loan officers in 24 states for primary and second homes. And we can do our business purpose DSCR loans we love in 44 states. So to do the live rates today, we will set up a scenario where we can compare across the different programs. So we'll set up all our demos today with a 400,000 loan amount, set the LTV to 80% loan to value, 20% down payment, set the desired price to 99. That means we're going to ask the computer to find the best rate at one discount point cost, which is a typical request. And we'll check out the conforming conventional programs, compare that to FHA, and then we'll go into expanded guidelines, also known as non-QM where we have over 5,000 additional programs using alternative income. We also have VA and USDA. VA is only for our eligible veterans and active service members. If you are eligible, please let us know. We can quote it, no problem. And same with USDA. We can quote that, no problem, if you are shopping in a USDA eligible area. For the demo today, though, we will start with conforming conventional. We'll do purchase, 30-year fix, pretty standard loan, primary occupancy, single-family home, one unit, state of Florida, county Miami-Dade. And for all the demos, we use an estimated FICO score of 760 and an estimated debt-to-income ratio of 40. So with these basic settings, let's check out the conventional rates this morning. I think it, uh, it's right about the same. 7.375, 0.875 discount points and costs. Final APR, 7.538. So as everybody knows with the recent news, the rates are obviously higher than they've been in quite some time. So hopefully we see it go down from here. Now, if our customer, for any reason, doesn't qualify for a conforming conventional program, typically the next option that we're going to look at is FHA. So we'll set up the same exact scenario, switch to FHA. Everything else will stay exactly the same. That way we can compare the APR apples to apples here, even though FHA does allow a little more leniency on credit events as well as a much higher debt to income ratio. So this morning, the FHA rates 6.625 for 0.875 discount points and costs. Puts our final APR at 7.213. So just a touch cheaper than conventional in this case, if our customer qualifies for both or if our customer must use FHA. Obviously, some great changes they've added to the programs where on the typical request here that we do on the live show, the FHA is typically a touch cheaper. So some great options there. 
Now, where we really specialize here at the mortgage calculator is if our customer can't qualify for any reason for conventional or FHA, many other banks or lenders don't have other options, but this is where we specialize, where we have over 5,000 other loan programs under expanded guidelines, also known as non-QM. So when we select non-QM, everything else will stay exactly the same, but we do have one new option pop up, and that's our income verification option. So full doc is what we use for FHA and conventional. That's two years of tax returns. So we would typically choose a non-QM option in order to take advantage of one of these others, such as asset-related programs, business bank statement programs. Our investor programs are only for investment properties. We'll talk about that in a minute. Our most popular by far, personal bank statement, 12 months. That's what we use for our demo. We also have RSU, stated, VOE, 1099, p no income at all, CDFI loans, tons of different options. But the most popular for a primary home is our 12-month bank statement program, and that's for our self-employed borrowers. Many of our self-employed borrowers, when they submit two years of tax returns, have different write-offs and may not qualify at all or may just not quite be able to get as much income as they need to get the home they really want. So in this case, we will use no tax returns at all, just their last 12 bank statements to determine a debt-to-income ratio on this loan of 40% in this example, using just their cash in the bank, no tax returns. So most of our self-employed borrowers qualify double, triple, quadruple the income using these methods and therefore can get that home they really want. So these non-QM programs are great solutions for our borrowers that may need a little extra help. So here we go again today, amazing days we live in where a bank statement is 7.375 rate, 2.375 discount points at cost, but our APR 7.487 less than conventional. So coming in just a hair under conventional rates with a bank statement is pretty amazing. We love to offer our non-QM programs. And as you can see, they are sometimes a little more expensive, uh, but our final APR is right in line with conventional these days, which is pretty amazing. There's also other options here at higher rates. If you notice, we have hundreds of other options. Some of these uh, at a little bit higher rate may allow things like credit events, like foreclosures and bankruptcies, which would otherwise put us out of qualification for any standard FHA or conventional programs. So tons of options here. Please get with our team. They'll find which of the hundreds of bank statement options will work for you. Now... Before we go into Jose's example, we always do live pricing for investment properties. So for the last two demos here, we'll switch gears to investment properties. We love to work with investors, whether you're a first-time investor or a seasoned investor. We have some great options, but let's pull up the live rates today. We'll set up the same exact demo, 80% loan to value, 20% down payment. And we will compare our two options, conforming conventional investment properties with expanded guidelines, non-QM programs. Remember, government programs, FHA, VA, and USDA do not work for investment properties. So we'll simply compare these two. First option up, conforming conventional. We'll keep everything exactly the same as all our demos here today. All we've edited is the occupancy to investment. So let's see the adjustments the conventional programs have for investment property. Again, about the same as it was yesterday, 7.5 rate. 4.25 discount points in costs, and our final APR comes in at 7.775. Uh, so these are decent options, I would say. However, these are probably exceed the actual legal points we can charge. So uh, in this case, with the conventional uh, programs having added a ton of adjustments to investment properties, 
us becoming less and less feasible as we do this show, as the rates go up. So uh, most of our investors and us to advise our investors uh, would typically go up in rate a little bit in order to reduce the discount point. $17,000 is a lot of money in this case. So unfortunately, conventional programs don't really have any higher rates at the moment. So the best solution that we offer to our investors is to check out a non-QM option. So for the final demo, we'll do investment property, ADLTV as before, and we will check out expanded guidelines, aka non-QM, for investment properties. So first thing we must select is our income option. The most popular by far for an investment property is going to be our DSCR program. That's because it doesn't actually require any income or employment from the borrower. We're simply going to use the estimated rental income from the property to determine a DSCR, stands for Debt Service Coverage Ratio. If the estimated rents can cover the PITIA, the mortgage expenses and payments, that's a ratio of 1.00 or higher, aka the property cash flows on a monthly basis. Even if the property does not cash flow, aka the DSCR ratio is under one, we still have options for that. For the demo today, as we do every day, we will put 1.5, that's the highest value. That way we see all the options pop up. And the final thing we must select on a non-QM investment program is a prepayment penalty. Three years is standard. That's what we always do in the demo. We can select zero if we wish. That will cost more and limit the loan programs. And we can select five years if we wish, which will uh, cost less for our borrower if they want to keep the property, but will limit our loan programs. Three years is the most common. That's the one we always select for our demo. So let's check our DSCR rates this morning. And again, good options here. We love our non-QM options. 8.125 for 0.6 discount points of cost. Big difference from our conventional options there. A little higher rate, but much less out-of-pocket cost. And our final APR, 8.178. So remember, conventional is 7.775. Very, very close here. We're well within a half a point uh, switching to DSCR. So as I say every day, 90 plus percent of our investors that see a conventional quote side-by-side -side with a DSCR quote will typically use the DSCR option for the flexibility, especially when in this uh, landscape we're in right now with the rates, where the rates are almost identical to conventional. So a ton of different benefits, flexibility you get with DSCR. You can do one, two, five, 10 loans at a time, no employment, no income necessary, a lot of flexibility for our investors. You can close in LLCs, all that kind of great stuff. And if we scroll down here, there's hundreds of different versions of these programs. Some of these have a little bit higher rates, may allow things like foreclosures and bankruptcies, as we talked about before. Also may allow us to use things like short-term rental income, which is a very popular request. So tons of different options here with our DSCR programs. Please get with our team. They will find the best option for you. Now, let me switch my screen again, and we will get into our topic for today, which is going to be on HELOC combo loans. So something that is very interesting, we have a lot of experience with this. Me and Jose, this is kind of our specialty when we uh, worked at a bank since it was the only tool at our disposal. So a lot of experience setting these up, definitely a great tool to use, especially now when we have tons of different options, uh, we can use it on even more types of loans. So I hope Jose got a little bit tricky here with the examples, but let's go ahead and talk about what we mean here with the HELOC combo and we'll pull up your examples here in a minute. So if you're ready, Jose, go ahead and take it over. All right. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us for Daily Rates Live with the Mortgage Calculator. 
Our HELOC combo loans are a great tool for uh, solving multiple scenarios that we encounter. One of the, now obviously the HELOC combo is an open-end loan. It's not a closed-end loan, so it is going to be a variable rate. But the good point of the variable rate is that you only pay interest on what you owe, right? So we use it to solve a lot of issues. Definitely with the condo situation that we have here and to eliminate mortgage insurance as well, as well as to avoid having to go to a jumbo loan as the only alternative uh, and have to have a lower LTV. So let me share my quote options that I have with you here. I have a few purchase options. Excuse me. Let's let the screen come up. All right. So the first alternative here that we have is the scenario where you don't want to have to pay mortgage insurance. Now, I will state the HELOC combo loan should, in most cases, be reserved for the borrower that expects to have an accelerated paydown, because that is the big benefit besides these other benefits that I'm going to state, even at a higher interest rate. If you do have an accelerated repayment plan in place for the HELOC, you will save money because as you bring down the balance, you bring down the interest expense, right? And these rates will be going down. I mean, they're they're where they're at right now, so they will have nowhere to go but down, which is going to be a further benefit to your borrower. But keep in mind, The main benefit here is the accelerated repayment will save your borrower years off the life of the loan and will also save them a ton of interest if they stick to the plan. The the HELOC combo loan is not for the borrower that expects to service this loan for 30 years because, uh, you know, it's interest only in the beginning, for example, But after 10 years, the loan does recast and then becomes a 20-year fully amortizing loan. So hopefully before that point gets there, your borrower will refinance out of the loan. Hopefully you have done a great job the first time around and they'll seek you out to refinance them when they have more equity in the property, better rates, and get into a better product. So it does provide solutions, but you have to as the good consultant that we all strive to be, give your customers some good advice on the best way to use this product. Keep in mind, there is a loan level price adjustment at Fannie and Freddie and FHA, if you were to use it for an FHA loan, although in these scenarios here, we're using it for conventional because the main idea here, one of the main ideas is to eliminate the mortgage insurance. So in this scenario here, we have a 95% LTV loan where we're going 80%, 80% LTV on the first and 15% LTV on the second for a CLTV of 95%. Now the rate on that second at a 95% is 4.375 and the payment is 898 And then here you combine that with our payment on the first. So again, no mortgage insurance in this scenario for the purchase. Now, one of the reasons that we use HELOC combo 
The most here would be, for example, if we're going to have a condo, right? So in this scenario here, we have a 90% CLTV, right? But we have a scenario where we have a limited review condo and my rate did not pop up. My rates did not pop up here on my on my first. So you want to update it? Yeah, yeah. Give me a give me a second to update it there. Right. Give me a second. I'm sorry. So what are you avoiding when you do the limited review, Jose? Okay, when in in Florida, the scenario that that we have is that our limited review condos and the 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 situation that we're having there is when the condo does not have adequate reserves, then you have to come up with 25% down payment. So what's happening in this situation here is that in order to avoid, and that's for a primary residence, for an investment property, you would have to come up with 30% down payment. So what's happening here is that we are avoiding that extra down payment by combining the first mortgage of 75% LTV with a HELOC at 90%. Okay. And let me just get those together a second here. I'm so sorry, folks. want to get these for you. Just give me a second, and I will have them posted here. So the limited review only goes on the LTV, not the CLTV. So the trick is, as long as we can make the LTV valid for a limited review, the CLTV will not trigger any full review. Correct. So it's the workaround. The word CLTV and LTV make a big difference when we're talking limited review condo or full review condo. What is the uh, difference besides Florida? I believe it's... uh, Well, in the rest of the United States, it's 90% LTV for the limited review. So in the rest of the U.S., it's not such a situation, but definitely in Florida, it is a situation because then you're looking at 25% down instead of, you know, 10% down. So it's a really good tool when we're, excuse me, it's a, it's a really good tool when we're looking at being able to come up with less down payment. Second here. I'm so sorry, folks. All right. Let me just show you those two quotes again here. All right. Excuse me. So here's our 90% LTV. Now this is just to compare the difference from the 95% LTV to the 90% LTV. At the 95% LTV, uh, we have a little bit higher rate. 7.875 is our lowest cost, and 7% is our lowest rate option. When we take it to 90%, this is not yet the the combo loan. When we take it to 90%, we are a little bit lower, 7.75, still going down to 7%. But the rate on the HELOC remains the same. What goes down, obviously, is the payment. Payment rate is 11.875 instead of 14.375. And then in the limited review, which is what I wanted to show everybody here. Now, this first is at 75% LTV, and this is for a condo, 
right? So you're looking at 7.625 with a little bit of a lender credit, and you're looking at 6.875 as your lowest rate option. So this is a really great tool. I've used it many times because, you know, most people, when they're looking to purchase a condo, they're, you know, thinking that the condo is going to be a lower cost alternative to them. So if they have to come in with 25% instead of 10%, that's a big hit at that point with that kind of out of pocket, they might as well be purchasing something a little bit more expensive that they may still qualify for. Because even though there's no mortgage insurance in this example, you know, you're looking at a little bit higher rate on that HELOC, which is going to raise the payment a little bit more than if they were able to find that condo that has reserves that they can come in with 5 or 10% down. However, if they can afford it, like I was mentioning, <clears throat> the accelerated payment plan uh, would really put them in a better position. And then uh, a year or two down the road, they'll probably be looking to refinance out of the property anyhow, at which case the MLO could come in and offer their services again, get them out of this combo loan into one loan, and maybe even do a little bit of a cash out. So that's one workaround. Now, there's a couple other alternatives uh, that you can do with the HELOC. I don't have quotes set up, but one would be I like to call the jumbo killer, which is when you, uh, instead of having to get a jumbo loan at a 90% LTV, you would combine the HELOC. For example, in in Florida or South Florida, where you're looking at $726,000 for the maximum loan amount, you could get a maximum loan amount of seven twenty six to be at eighty percent. Get a HELOC of around one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. Come in with five percent down and get a purchase price of somewhere around nine hundred to nine hundred and twenty five thousand dollars. So if you're in that realm, or even up to like a million dollars, because most of these HELOCs max at two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So you could be at around $1.1 million purchase price, buy it with 5% down conventional loan and be at at conventional loan rates. Just keep in mind, there is a 1.125 point loan level price adjustment by Fannie and Freddie to add a HELOC. And the other good option for the combo loan is on the refinance where you can refinance the first mortgage as a rate and term refinance and add a HELOC as your quote unquote cash out portion. And that's good because if they may not have enough equity to pay off the existing first due to whatever reason, due to the Fannie Mae guidelines, then you could do the rate and term on the first, add a HELOC and be able to do the transaction or just do the first as a rate and term, which is going to be a lower cost option than a cash out would be and have the HELOC there and just, you know, pay only on what you owe. They may not need all the money in one shot. They may want to have the option to have it there and then, you know, have the HELOC at their disposal, which is a very good option so that somebody could get, Theoretically, in their mind, up to 95% CLTV. I mean, it wouldn't be in their mind. I mean, they, they could think that they're doing it in one shot. You know, normally all they would be able to do is just go up to 80% on that first 
if it's a if it's a cash out. So now you're going 80% of the first as rate and term, getting a lot better rate on that first as a rate and term, and then getting the extra 15% loan to value from the HELOC. So you'd have a 95% CLTV refinance that has a cash out component. All right. It looks like we do have one question here. If you want to pull that up, Nick, onto the screen. This was from earlier when we were talking about DSCR loans. Uh, Can you do a DSCR loan if the property is vacant, Jose? Yes, you can. Now, you do have to review the guidelines of whichever option you're choosing because some of the guidelines do call for an adjustment to the income when the property is vacant and others let you go just straight with the 1007. Because what you would do basically is, uh, now, again, I would add an additional point to this. When you're saying vacant, they treat it differently if it's a purchase than if it's a refinance. If it's a purchase, there's usually never an issue with the fact that the property's vacant because it's perfectly acceptable. You're buying a property from someone, maybe they're, they were an owner-occupant, they moved out of the property, you're, you're going to buy it as and you're going to be using it as an investment property, so you should not be penalized for the fact that the property is vacant. Uh, However, if it's a refinance, that means you already own it. Some of the guidelines do penalize you if it's uh, vacant because the logic there is, you know, it's your property and, you know, you've owned it already. Why is it vacant? You know, so in some cases they view that as a higher risk. And what they do is they adjust the income that's on the 1007. The 1007 being the market rent schedule that is an attachment an addendum, should I say, to the appraisal on any investment property loan. And in some cases, uh, if the, on the DSCR loans, some of the options go with the lower of the market rent or the lease if it's rented. Others, you know, will let, let you use the higher amount on the lease, for example, if you can show that you've been receiving that higher payment for at least three months. So again, like we all like, we always like to say we can't generalize uh, regarding guidelines on non-QM loans because the guidelines do change from option to option. That's that's the great thing about it. Though. That's why we always have to put on our consultant hat and size up the deal uh, that we're working with, see what all of the specifics are for that borrower, what the objective is and then fine-tune it to find the best option out there from the many options that we have. All right, perfect. Okay, well, uh, we appreciate everybody tuning in. Were you going to say something else, Jose? No. Okay. All right, cool. Well, we do this show 11 a.m. Eastern time every single morning where we dive into the rates and then do a deep dive into a different topic every day. So we will be right back tomorrow with a new topic. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Jose. And we'll see everybody tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eastern for the next episode of Daily Rates Live with the Mortgage Calculator. Take care, everyone. Apply now at themortgagecalculator.com for instant mortgage rate quotes for over 5,000 loan products.